0: perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Welcome to today's episode, which is another highlights of 2021. I'm bringing you two wonderful guests that I've interviewed for 2021, In episode 128, Ryan Allen-Bill, Ryan talks about, or the title for the episode is Pass on the Torch of Leadership. Episode 240, Dan Pradar, and Dan talks about leading from our values. So listeners, I'm going to encourage you now to take notes and listen to the highlights.
1: What's up, you guys? I'm glad you're tuning in. So what's interesting is I, I didn't really want to be an entrepreneur like right away. Like when when I started pursuing my career outside of like college, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a fireman. Right. And so I didn't get into entrepreneurship right away. And what's interesting is the reason why I chose fire was because my grandfather was in fire and I was like, you know what, this could be a good career I could choose. I could stay in shape. I, I could earn a good income, provide for my family. But what's interesting is after I was in that after like six years as I realized I couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. And so I chose this first career path where I was just choosing it just to choose it because I'm fresh out of high school. I was like, let me just pick a career, you know? And my heart wasn't in it. And I was like, you know what? Like, What am I going to do? And I actually went through a year where I was sad. I was depressed. I was unfulfilled and I was just not happy. And then, randomly, someone one day showed me how to build a home based business. And that was my first mentor. That was the first leader that showed up in my life that helped, like, that was like pointing me in the right direction. And the rest, you know, the rest is history. I made a decision from that day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to learn how to build a home based business and I'm going to take advice and learn from people who have the results that I want. And that was seven years ago. And so made a decision to change my career and, you know, here I am today.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating how many people don't know what they want to do in their career. They don't even know what career they want to do. And then you've gone from that. But then when you found something and how that clicked and what was that transformation like for you going from, I'm not sure what I want to do to finding it? What was that whole transformation like for you?
1: It was very emotional because prior I was unfulfilled. I actually felt like depressed. Like I couldn't really see my future. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to go to work every single day I would wake up. I was like, I do not want to do this. And I was like, this, what life is about. And then when I was introduced to entrepreneurship, it felt liberating. It felt like freedom. I felt like a brand new person. It, It felt like being born again. I was like, wow, like this is what life is supposed to feel like. And I was like, no matter how hard this is or how long it's going to take to actually become successful in this new career path, I'm going to do it because it feels right. And so I was really just going with my gut feeling at the time. I knew in my gut that the first career choice I chose was not a fit. And the second career choice into entrepreneurship was a fit. And I was like, I'm just going to trust my gut, take a leap of faith and see what happens.
0: Yeah. And so listeners what Ryan's sharing is so so great and it's actually taking a leap of faith and I think that for a lot of us we procrastinate Ryan whereby people sit back and they don't make decisions and even if somebody's in a leadership role, entrepreneur, doesn't matter what it is, they don't make decisions. They procrastinate about things and because they don't trust that leap of faith. What would you be your thoughts about people taking a step or a leap of faith? What what do you think they should do?
1: This is such a great question because when it comes to my leadership and me coaching people, I share a quote that I live my life by. And this quote is, risk going for the life you want or guarantee living a life you don't want. And that has helped me so much over the years, because if you don't risk going for change in your life, going for a life that you won't want, you're just going to be stuck living a life that you're already living. You know, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change in your life. And so that's what encouraged me at the beginning. And now that's why I encouraged others. I was like, risk going for change. Like life is so short. You know, we're already so many years into life. We might as well live the best life we possibly can, you know.
0: So risk going for change is what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah, risk going for change or guarantee living a life you
0: don't want. Yeah, that is so powerful, team. Yes, I see so many people. And, and then they actually, what's quite funny is they actually will make excuses or they'll reason with themselves why it's okay to have that guaranteed. And now, look, there are some people who love what they're doing and they're doing it day in and day out. Great, good on them. But there are so many people that you and I know, Ryan, that don't move on in life, don't do anything in life. They just stay where they are, and which is really interesting. So tell me something. How, how did you get into leadership?
1: So, when I first got into entrepreneurship, and I mentioned that first leader hmm. showed up in my life, and so there was someone in my life that showed up by example and was literally teaching me how to become an entrepreneur, teaching me how to build a home-based business, showing me the, the books to read, the seminars to go to, the mindset devel- to develop. That was the biggest thing. And he was teaching me how to think differently, Right. And what ended up happening is after I was just, you know, under this gentleman's mentorship for a few months and a few years is I ended up becoming different. I started thinking different. All my behavior started to become different. My habits started becoming different. The biggest thing I realized is when it comes to leadership, the first person I have to lead is myself. And that's what I wasn't doing previously in my life is I was just kind of going with the flow of society. I was letting society lead me. That's what was, what was happening. I was letting society lead me. I was letting the influence of family, friends lead me. And when that leader came into my life and I was like, Hey, you can build a home-based business. You can become an entrepreneur. He was leading me, but what he did was he passed the torch. He let me know that I can lead myself. And that's where it all started. I was like, wow, it's up to me to take charge of my life. It's up to me to become the best version of myself. And, you know, that was the start of my leadership journey right there.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I think you could also flip the coin there based on what you're saying. That was up to you, right, to take that. But he was passing the torch. So I think from a leader's perspective, it's our responsibility as well to really help develop others and give them the opportunity and show them the way as well, which I think is really, really important in, in them actually doing that. Ryan? Now, it could be the same person that you just mentioned. I'm not sure. I'm not going to preempt the, could the yeah. answer. So, Who's your favorite leader? This person could be alive or from history. So who's your favorite leader and why?
1: Yeah, I would go from history for sure. So I'm a believer. I read the Bible almost every single day. So I would say Jesus, Jesus Christ. He started the Christian faith. And still to this day, 2,000 years later, there's over 2 billion believers on planet earth who are following what he said 2 billion years ago. So that's my favorite leader. And the reason why is he just, he let he was the perfect example of leading by example. That's what he did. He led by example. And still to this day, he has a, a, a billions of followers following by example. And now they're leading by example. So he, same thing, he passed the torch.
2: I'm an engineer by education. I've spent my entire career focused on developing and bringing new energy technologies to market. During my career, I've worked in research development and product development. I was an associate director at one of the U.S. Department of Energy National Labs. I led the gas turbine product lines for General Electric. I led Fuel Cell Energy as a publicly traded company, and I've also worked in a solar solutions company. So my career has always been about taking innovative energy-related technologies from concept to commercialization.
0: Everyone loves a leader with lots of energy. That's, that's a good thing too, right? So, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Awesome. Hey, um, tell me something. How did you get into leadership?
2: Well, it didn't happen through any deliberate plan. You know, anytime you're bringing new technology from concept to commercialization, there are always unexpected surprises. The earlier you are in the development and commercialization of a technology, the less time and money you think it's going to take because you just don't have enough information yet about The technical, the manufacturing, the commercialization challenges. So I found my way into leadership roles largely as a result of being on teams that face challenges bringing new technologies to market and being personally willing to take the initiative and getting the team through the process of identifying, evaluating, and implementing solutions and then being willing to be accountable if the solutions didn't deliver what was needed. So when you are openly working to enable and facilitate your team success, it just leads to more opportunities to lead bigger and bigger groups.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So I think one thing for our listeners here is that actually put your hand up. I think if you're you're there in teams and that great opportunity for you to develop as an individual, as a leader, would be to put your hand up and you know say that you want to be willing to do things. Is is that what more or less what you're saying here, Dan, right? You've it, you've gone and done, it, It's and done what that. it really
2: comes down to. It's you know, it's it's not just being willing to put your hand up, but to really have an idea on how you can help the team be successful. Because you've got to be willing to say, there's something I can bring either in terms of my experience base, my tool set or whatever, to help the team solve a problem and think about how is the team going to succeed? Because you all win if uh, if the team is successful.
0: Yeah, oh, Excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. So just not, not just putting your hands up, it's also being in there and bringing your value or bring some value to the table and doing things. Dan, you've mentioned a few things here, well, one thing several times, and it's about implementing solutions and so forth. A lot of people come to the leader at times with the problem and try to take the monkey, if I could put it that way, off off their shoulders onto the leader's shoulder. How important or what is one or two things people should do when they're going to to their leader with a problem? What do you think they should be doing?
2: Well, you know, I I think no leader enjoys just getting a data dump of here's the problem because a lot of times they're not close enough to it to really understand the context as well as maybe the people that are on that team. What you really want to do is say, hey, here's the problem. Here's, here's my thought on what I think we should do. I need your advice. I need your counsel. Is that going to work or what, you know, should we try to do something different? Because it also helps the leadership identify who's the next generation of leaders. They might have an idea that won't work for any number of reasons, but what you see is, Somebody that wants to see the team succeed—they're willing to craft solutions. They're not just handing the problem off to somebody else and say, "Please solve this for me."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. I, I like that, and I think uh, a lot of people should come to the leader with, "Okay, here's a scenario. Here are one or two or three solutions. This is the one we're recommending, and why?" Because, you know, I think it's it's good, and it's a great learning process for for people too. I think the big, big word that I want to sort of emphasize here that I'm hearing Dan say is execution. It's all good to talk about things, but actually executing it and delivering on that is really critical for everybody and organizations.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely essential. You know, one of the worst things that a leader can do is not make a decision. Oh, yeah. You're never going to have all the information you'd like, but the importance of making a decision, being willing to acknowledge it wasn't the right path, need to change direction is important. But the worst thing you can do is just sit there and say, I don't know what to do.
0: I love it. It's music to my ears because I think uh, you're so right in what you're saying. Leaders not making a decision, nobody wants that. Come on, we've got to make a decision. I think what we're saying here as well is that a lot of leaders want to make the right decision. We don't Mm -hmm. know all the time whether it's going to be a right decision. Make one, and then you can always adjust, right, and move forward. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. Very good. All righty. Now, this is an interesting question here because – you may have been asked it a lot before in your career, and it could be somebody who's alive or from history, but who is your favorite leader and why?
2: Hmm. Ah, great question. It's hard to pick one, because we've had so many in our history, but if I had to think about one that just really stands out to me, it'd be Abraham Lincoln. He is someone who came from very humble beginnings. You know, he lost his mother at a young age. He was alienated by his father. He was largely self-taught. He became a lawyer and a great public speaker, you know, got elected to the state legislature. uh, And he went on to become president and lead the country through one of its most fragile times. And he led based on his values and his belief in what is right. And he made decisions that at the time were terribly unpopular in many parts of the country. But he stayed true to his values and he
0: fundamentally changed the course of our nation. Yep. And and the values, the beliefs—that's strong. That's a yes. That's a strong foundation to have behind somebody to to lead on that, lead from that, but also probably to lean on that as well, right? I mean, I think it's important. It is because, you know, you think about the scenario that President Lincoln was in, there's no way
2: he had enough information to analyze a whole bunch of scenarios. He basically had to say, what do I think is the right thing to do? Do I trust my values? Do I trust the information I'm getting? And can I
0: chart a course forward here that is ultimately going to lead us to a better place? So, if you were on a bench park, uh, no, park bench, I should say, wrong way around, park bench, Mm -hmm. sitting down there with Abraham Lincoln, you happen to be there and you both got a coffee in your hand. What would be one question you would like to ask him?
2: I would want to know when did he make the decision to actually emancipate the slaves? Because, you know, we see a lot in history about when that happened, but I suspect that in his own mind, he had made that decision much earlier than when the action was actually taken. And what he was looking for was, all right, do we have enough support? Are we going to be able to get through this conflict uh, and ultimately land at a place that is going to create all kinds of turmoil economically for the South, but ultimately is where we have to go to be a better nation? And I I suspect that because he had such deep-seated values that very early in his presidency, that was probably his plan all along.
0: Yeah, would have been, just imagine being in his mind to understand what was he was going through, he was thinking, yeah. and yeah, what a massive decision, and uh, and good on him for standing up on whether his values and his beliefs to, to, yes. to go ahead and do this, which, which is brilliant. Wow, pass on the torch of leadership. I love that episode, title and phrase that Ryan, Alan, Bill has shared with us from episode 128. And then also some wonderful insights there from episode 240, Dan Bradar on leading from our values. Listeners, I'm going to really encourage you now to go and listen to the full episode of each one and take as much notes as you can, because these two gentlemen are sharing some beautiful insights and wisdom from their experiences and careers around leadership. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released, download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis
1: Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.